Well, awesome. So good. I'm excited for this new year as we are going to just take a few weeks, uh, the month of January, maybe a little more, and just talk about Radiant Life Church, what we believe, who we are, uh, maybe more our vision and what the mission that God has given us. You see it when you come in the front door. One more for Jesus. To win one more for Jesus. That is our prayer. That's why we're here. If you didn't know, we aren't here for community. We're not here for groups. We're not here only for social things. Although most of us really enjoy those things, right? Some of you are like, I don't like people. Well, you're, you're learning to like people. So, right, we like those things. But we're here to see Jesus, him poured out and to see people come to know him. That's what it's all about. Above, if you look when you walk in, I hope you see it, read it every time, have it memorized. But it says, changing lives, developing leaders, sharing the love of Jesus. And there's a, a big word, everywhere. We believe that God has called Radiant Life Church and his church beyond to reach out, to reach our world with the message of the gospel, the power of God to be poured out in a way that's way bigger than only right here at Radiant Life Church or in Dublin or the surrounding areas, but that God wants to, to move through us every year. And I don't have the final number, but we give away hundreds of thousands of dollars to missions to go around the world, things we may never see here on earth the result of, but someday we're gonna get to heaven and we're gonna see, wow, we were a part of something so much bigger than what we could have imagined. We want to go everywhere. In the next three weeks specifically, we're gonna be looking at changing lives this week, developing leaders, sharing the love of Jesus and what that means to Radiant Life Church and what that means as we go all in for Jesus. So today, changing lives. Really, this year to me, my prayer is that we would experience real encounters with our good heavenly father. That we would experience the God of the universe. And that's where times of fun, maybe to get, getting together to watch football, fun, good. We like, we like fellowship. Maybe for life groups, better, studying the word of God. We like that. But what I want more than anything else, personally and for us as a church, is that we would experience real encounters, the power of God in our lives. And something that we put on there is with our good heavenly father, because I believe it's important for us to remember and know that God is good. God is good. He loves you. He cares for you. He wants the best things in your life. And sometimes circumstances or situations, we lose track of the goodness of God. And it's hard to experience God like we should if we are not sure about his goodness. But when we come into him and know him, then all of a sudden we can say, Lord, you are good. And my good heavenly father. Just like Pastor Mike dedicating and Ashley, dad and mom, good dad and mom, right? If you've experienced that, you know that is so valuable. And maybe today you, you've never experienced a good dad in your life. And you say, I don't understand. Well, God wants to be that to you. And whether you can relate and say, oh, my dad was good. Maybe not God good, but good. Or maybe it's the other. Today, he wants you to know. And I want you to know he is good. He loves you. He wants the best for you. And no matter what you've experienced in the past, he has great things for you as we walk in him and say yes to him and experience what he has from this day going forward. Before we dive into the word, one of the things I just feel so strongly about is that we must be a people that we don't let our own experience 
cloud the word of God and the truth of the word of God. And what do I mean by that? Sometimes we experience things. Have you experienced moments when it didn't feel like God was there or when it didn't feel like God was good or it didn't feel like because of what happened or human free will? That is my least favorite thing God did was give us free will. If he just could have told me every moment you have to do this, wouldn't be very loving. We wouldn't have a relationship, but that would be so much easier. But free will, we've experienced it in a way where it's like my experience jades me in a way that maybe or maybe not the word of God is held as the highest level in my life. And I pray that we would be, that Radiant Life Church would be, we must be to be a Christian church, that we put the word of God over top of personal experience. We put the word of God over what society or culture would say. We put the word of God over what news or, or government would say. The word of God is what we stand on. And everything else has to come under alignment to the word. And if we are going to be his church, that is the absolute foundation. That God is good and his word, Jesus who came, is the answer no matter what I feel or think or some days what I might want to do. No, the word of God wins. Jesus wins. And if we all come together and say that is who we are, that is the basis and the foundation of our life, then we can truly experience our good heavenly father. We can truly experience and encounter him. We can realize that he wants so much more than us just to kind of make it through life till someday we finally die. That's not the kind of life, life that my parents lived in my home or that they've modeled as founding pastors here. And it's not the kind of life I want to live. And even if your life looks difficult or it is difficult, or you'd say that person's life is easier, trust and rely and walk with Jesus and walk him hold, uh, watch him hold your hand and bring you along and say, Lord, I'm not going to let my own experience get in front of what your truth is, the word of God. Now this morning we're going to be looking in Ephesians and uh, over the next few weeks going to be just jumping through some, some portions of Ephesians. And uh, there's, there's something about just letting God move and letting God speak. And this title in my Bible is Spiritual Blessings in Christ. And I believe that is what it's all about. We just talked. If we in him, if we believe he's good, if we watch him move, then this is what we can experience. And so we're going to read uh, verse 3 through 14 together. It says, blessed be the God and Father. In fact, if it's all right, you're seated. But could we stand and honor the word of God this morning? Uh, there's nothing like the word of God. And I love just giving honor where it is due. Ephesians 1, 3 through 14. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ." as a plan for the fullness of time, to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. 
In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. So that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. What a portion of scripture this morning. In fact, one more time, we thank you and we thank you for your words, for your redemption. Lord, that you would call us to be holy and blameless. Lord Jesus, that you have a plan, you put it in motion. And Holy Spirit, you are now here to guide and direct us. So Lord, as we take way too little time to unpack this awesome portion of Scripture, Lord, would you let it be real to us, move in us, embolden and empower us, God, to help be a part of seeing changed lives, Lord, here and everywhere, as we follow you. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can go ahead and be seated. This morning when we think of changing lives, there's some things that we would look at and say, this is how we do that. We experience God, and when we think of changing lives, we think Sunday morning. We think God moves, and we expect God to show up every Sunday. In fact, if you are here for the first time, we pray you feel the power of God today, and we pray you feel the power of God every Sunday. We pray that you would know Him, but then experience Him not only on Sunday, but all through the week. And some ways that we walk in that is a few things. Worship and the Word get us started. Our personal and corporate response to the goodness of God is when we just praise him. We say, Lord, we just read this portion of scripture. You set this plan in place. You've given us redemption. You've you've freed us. You've forgiven us. You've called us even to be holy and blameless before you. Things that we cannot do on our own, but the power of Jesus and what he did on the cross that brings us into that sort of a place. We give him glory and honor. Blessed be the God of our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. We praise you. We worship you. And I want to encourage Radiant Life Church that we must be a people. On Sundays and Wednesdays and life groups that, yeah, that we experience God. We experience his presence. But we need to be a people that worship him. Monday and Tuesday and in the morning and in the evening. We need to worship him when we wake up in the night. If you have problems sleeping, why don't you worship him when you wake up? Don't do whatever else you do. Give him glory and honor whenever and whatever it is. Because when we get in with him, when we experience him, when we know him, when we worship the one who is worthy, then we're going to praise the king of kings. And when we think about the the thought, the concept of being holy and blameless, first of all, you're not the only one that's failed. We've all failed on that one. You're not the only one that's failed since you came to know Jesus to be holy and blameless, except Jesus does it in your life. But we then have the call not to just stay where we are and do what we do and live the life we've always lived, but now to become like him, to become. In fact, this is my prayer. Lord, I don't know. You said be holy and blameless. I don't know if it's possible, but Jesus has done it. But Lord, I want my life to look more and more and more like you. There's no excuse in my life to sin and to continue to walk apart from your word. So Lord, I'm going to be all in with you and the message of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I want to walk in, in that holy and blameless. And when I realize 
how good he is, then I start to praise and worship and give him glory because he is good. He is holy. He is powerful. The goodness of God simply cannot be outdone. So let's worship him, Radiant Life Church. We're going to give him praise and glory. I am pumped for, for January 20th when we come in just three hours of worship and prayer and seeking God. There's nothing like it. And I want to encourage you, if you've I've never done anything like that, I don't even know about that. Just come. And I, I can I guarantee, I think I'm going to guarantee, you come and you sit in the presence of God, you come with the open heart and you're going to be like, I'm hooked on that. Whatever that was. That's Jesus is what that was. The goodness of God showing up. There's nothing like him. There's nothing like Jesus. There's nothing like worshiping him. There's nothing like the word. There's nothing like connecting to Jesus, who is the answer that humanity is looking for. And I started in the opening just a little bit. But today we realize the word of God is true. The word of God is powerful. And there's nothing in our world. There's nothing that will satisfy. There's nothing that will bring hope. There's nothing that will bring the answer. There's no amount of good works or good deeds that will do it. But Jesus is the answer that humanity is looking for. And every time we get into the word of God, we realize more and more that he is everything, that he is powerful. Every time we get into the word of God, we realize, Lord, would you help me transform my mind and my heart and my spirit because I am sinful and I'm not that holy and blameless yet, but I want to be. And when we get it, Lord, I'm going to worship you. And Lord, I'm going to be in your truth more and more and more then all of a sudden I realized literally anything is possible with God. Anything that he spoke is for us. Greater things he said we would do. That means today, church, we should be expecting greater things. That means today we should be expecting more of God in our life, his presence, his power. And my prayer is that we would have an intensity, a passion to learn, to study, to be in the word of God that will give you the answers you need that will show you what needs to happen in a family relationship, that what needs to happen to fix your marriage or, or some other thing in your life, that will show you what you need to do for your job. The word of God is the answer. When we look at his truth and we look at the word and we realize that I want to connect him more than anything, that I am accepted in the beloved, uh, as it says in verse 8 or verse 6, that I am a part of his family, that I have redemption through his blood. That he's made the mystery, he's revealed it to us, he's shown us the power of the word of God is all that we need. When it talks about becoming and being a part of adoption. This is a massive thing that I, I pray that we don't skip over here and before we move on. In verse 5, he predestined us for adoption to himself. And when you think about this word in Roman law, when it was complete, it was complete indeed. The person was fully in, fully new name. Things even that were wrong before were no longer. There was no past anymore. But now you are new, you are whole, you are a part of the new family, the new thing. And with us, when I understand the word and the truth of the word, I understand that all of the things of past 
are no more. And I don't have to hold on to those things. I don't have to carry those things. I can let the past be the past. And not because I have some power, but because the God of the universe died on a cross for your sin and my sin and your pain and my pain. He adopted you. And when you said yes to him, church, there's nothing like the power of God that said all of that is no more, and I have called you my own. You are mine. You are adopted. You are a son or daughter of the king. The word of God from Genesis to Revelation is all about Jesus, the plan for you to be able to be a son or daughter of the king, to know Jesus, and we get to walk in his word. And when we don't know his word, and we don't make this a a pattern of study, of, of knowing him, we miss Jesus. We miss the power of God. We miss the freedom that he gives. We miss what he wants to do if we don't make this word the center of everything we do. Church, we're going to be a people that we experience God, that changing of lives happen because we worship and because of the word. And a part of the word that we would say is we're all learning and teaching at the same time. So here today, you might say, I don't really know anything about this. I'm not sure. This is cool. People are excited this morning. In fact, you all need to be excited like this every Sunday. I love a little talking back. This is good. This is really good. But you might be like, I'm not sure. And we believe that we are all learning right now. I don't care how long you've been at Radiant Life or a follower of Jesus, you are learning this morning. I don't care if you just came to know the Lord, you are learning this morning. And we all have the responsibility to also teach all the time. We all have the opportunity to be a disciple and to disciple someone else. And this morning we need somebody we're looking at and we say, I want to be more like them as they follow Christ. And there needs to be somebody today that we would say, Lord Jesus, could somebody follow me? Could someone be encouraged by me? We're all learning, we're growing, we're experiencing the presence and the power of God through the word of God. We're learning and teaching, so let's dive into the word this morning. The third part of changing lives as we continue to navigate through is activation. Partnering with the Holy Spirit to walk out your faith daily. Verse 13 and 14 say, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promise uh, promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. There's something about realizing the Holy Spirit has done something in us and we may not see the fullness of his kingdom like someday heaven is gonna be. And that is gonna be a great moment, a great family reunion. Maybe you have really good family reunions, but it's not going to be nothing like heaven when we all are in a perfect state, when there's no sin, there's no tears, there's no death, there's no pain. Anybody? Heaven's going to be good. It's going to be really good. But we have a job today to worship, to be in the word, but then for activation to not only experience him and have good moments together and say this is fun, but then to go and to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. We get a partner with the Holy Spirit to walk out our faith daily. And we're believing here that God would show up, that he will move because we are in tune with him, because we're listening to him, because we're just saying yes to him. In fact, we're working on a prayer team. And if you'd say, I want to be a part of this, we want to see our prayer teams that come to the front. We're believing that God wants to use 
his church, you, to hear his word, Holy Spirit speaking to you, and then being able to pray, believe. We believe we're going to see healing and wholeness. We're going to believe that God is going to, to another level, begin to use us to just give an encouraging word, an encouraging prayer that's not us from our great wisdom. That was a joke. But from him and his power. What happens when all of a sudden I'm not just praying, Lord, would you do this? But God says, hey, this person is struggling with this and no one knows. What happens when we start to hear him? What happens when we start to say, God, you are bigger and better and stronger and I'm going to listen for you. And there's something about being activated for a Sunday morning. But then to get out of church and to get out of Sunday here in a few minutes and to go. And what happens if we go to the restaurant and say, Lord, as I'm eating, as I'm talking maybe to a waiter or a waitress, as I'm at a grocery store, Lord, if you have a word for me for anybody today, I'm going to be bold and I'm going to go do it. What happened if we begin to listen to his voice and when someone comes into your office, instead of just doing your thing, letting God use you to encourage and build up? What, what happens when his church believes greater things, healing and wholeness, Jesus raising people from the dead? That's what we should walk into, Lord, today. We need you to help us. We're going to worship. We're going to get in the word. We're going to let you change our hearts. But Lord, if it's only us, we kind of miss, our world misses. We must go and let your power move in us. We've believed and Lord, we ask that one more would come to know Jesus. That one more would be a believer with us. That one more. So Lord, we must, we must hear you. And we're going to focus on you. I think anybody in the room, maybe you've given great amounts of time to prayer or great amounts of time and then you stop and we realize it's not God not speaking. It's not God like, oh, I'm just going to give you, you know, the, the cold hand and you're just blocked off. But generally, it's me, it's you, it's us who start not focusing on Jesus, who start not asking Jesus to move. We start not believing, Lord, that today maybe you would use me to be your hands and feet out in the community. Maybe today when I come to church, it's not only so that I can have a good time and we love being in your presence, but Lord, maybe today at church you'd have a word and I should go encourage someone. Or I just, just because you're good, I just go and I lay my hand on someone's shoulder and, and they need it, just a touch of God and that he would use you. Maybe, maybe. In fact, I go way beyond maybe. When we listen, when we're open, he does. He will. He will show up in your life. He will move in you. Maybe today you say, I have too much fear or anxiety or I'm depressed. Maybe today, Lord, our prayer is, God, that we don't try to do it ourselves, and we don't try to do it with only the tools that we have to us. But, Lord, would we let you come and be our answer before anything else? Lord, would you let your power and your glory be all that I care about. And therefore, I'm going to be activated to live my life, to serve you, to act different. And I'm going to live my life in a way where I expect what your word says to happen. And that means this year, I expect that I'm going to lead someone to the Lord. I expect that I'm going to have multiple opportunities to pray and encourage people. I expect that maybe at a job where you're not even allowed, you don't have to make it like John 3.16 says this, but you just encourage and you bless. And maybe you start leading people to the Lord in a place where you're not able to do that, but you just start living your life in an activated way. Church, if we are a people, and not as a church, we say, Woo, but as individuals who then come together to be his church, 
we really believe that changing lives, that's what we get to be a part of. God does the changing, but we gotta, we got to connect with him, be his hands and feet. Then we must be a people that worship and praise him. We must be a people that get in his word and let it change our life. And we must be a people that we don't leave after an hour, an hour and 15 minutes, or maybe, maybe an hour and 20 minutes on a Sunday morning and just go about our day, our life. But instead, Lord, we need you. And we walk in activation. We walk in your presence. We walk in your power. We walk realizing and knowing that Holy Spirit is for all of life. Not just when we're gathered together for church. In fact, I think if we could think the opposite, I think he is going to be here. We're here. It's all good. But I first want Holy Spirit to be with me outside of these walls. I think we can do it in here for an hour on a Sunday morning. He's going to be here anyways. But Lord, don't let me leave this room without you, without your spirit. And so often we're like, we got to get to church so Holy Spirit can move. What happens if we start saying, no, no, no. Holy Spirit, you're for all parts of my life. You're for every moment. You're for when I'm parenting my kids. You're for when I'm out in the community. You're for when I'm driving. And drivers are bad. But Lord, you can keep calm. Lord, you are there. There's something about realizing, church, we're not here for religion. We're not here just to do the same thing we did last year. But Lord, we are here to let your power and your glory transform us. Where all we can do is worship you and praise you. And then we're going to go. And we're going to see one more person over and over and over again come to experience you and who you are. Church, God is good. If our worship team, if you could come on and join us. We are right in the beginning, as we've mentioned, of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And we're going to take a few minutes here and just ask God to move. Ask God to show up. Ask God to to reveal himself in a special and a powerful way. We're going to ask him, Lord, do your thing. Please, God. Please, God. We need him. We have to have him. And Part of the word of God speaks of, over and over again, fasting throughout the Bible. In fact, a few different places why we fast. We see in Ezra, they fasted to strengthen prayer. We see in Judges, they, they fasted to seek God's guidance. In 1 Samuel, to express grief. In 2 Chronicles, to seek deliverance and protection. In 1 Samuel chapter 6, to express repentance and return to God. In 1 Kings, to humble oneself before God. In Nehemiah, they fasted to express concern for the work of God. In Isaiah, to minister to the needs of others. In Matthew, to overcome temptation and to dedicate themselves to God. In Luke, to express love and worship for God. And there could be many more. But there's something that happens when we think of fasting. The disciples uh, were told by Jesus when he was gone that they would fast. He told the people, that's who we are. We get to fast. Fasting is something that I believe aligns us with the realization that we are not the answer. Uh, Specifically, uh, biblical fast food is not our answer. Now, we need food. We die if we don't eat, right? Everybody's on the same page. But there's something about realizing even one meal you take off one meal, you realize really quickly, food is fairly important in our life. My stomach really, really thinks that it's important. And we're looking as a church to say, Lord, we desire more of you. We want to be more intensely in love and passionate about you. We don't want sin to be in our life. We want the word to be all. 
And so when we think about that to say, Lord, we're going to fast, we're going to put down our own desires, and we're going to put you first, it aligns us with him. And I believe that God wants to speak to some people today. Maybe a whole bunch that you've never fasted, specifically food. You've never given up food. And you say, Lord, I can't do 21 days. You're, yes, you're, you're probably right. That is, uh, that's long. But maybe a meal, maybe a meal a week or one meal every day or a, a day a week. I'll tell you what, you don't eat food for one whole day. That's not our norm. And you start to say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I have to have you. But fasting isn't only about that, but then it's about, Lord, I'm gonna spend time praying instead of doing what I really like to do. Eating is fun. I love it. I don't know why right now the thought that came to my mind is Taco Bell. I love Taco Bell, but even better, like House of Japan, like filet, anybody, whatever your thing is, food is fun. But when I start to say, Lord, I'm gonna put that down and instead I'm gonna pray, and I'm going to seek you, and I'm going to focus on you. The word of God, I'm going to get in the word of God more. I'm going to spend time in worship. I'm going to spend time, Lord, just listening for you, Holy Spirit, to speak. I'm going to give you time. What would happen if every person in this room took an extra 30 minutes every mealtime to spend in the presence of God? I'm going to go out on a limb and say, God's going to speak and show up a little differently in this next 21 days than the last 21 days. Because we're just going to hear him. We're going to know him. We're going to walk in him. And I want to encourage you as a people, take this book. If they run out, go online. It's all there. Go under the prayer tab. Let's, let's do this together. But more than any words or a specific prayer is, Lord, would you align our hearts? And I want to ask you as a church, would you pray about, would you give up? In fact, Jesus said, would you just give up something? I think that's what I'm going to ask you. Would you fast a meal or two or three? Would you change your eating habits throughout the Bible? There's some different ways. The book has some different things. Would you, maybe somebody in the room, God would call you to something, not your pastor, but to give up multiple days or a week. That, that would be pretty intense. If so, you, God's got to empower you for that. Would you ask the Lord, what is it that I can do? And maybe you give up three meals in the next three weeks. That might be a big deal for you. You might not even know if that's possible. And then that you would pray during those, but also just give yourself to prayer. These next three weeks, let God use you. Let God speak to you. Maybe there's some people in the house and biblical fast, I think food. There's also places of just giving up things. Maybe you'd say, you know what? I'm gonna stay off social media for 21 days. Or what is it that maybe has you when you think of your life and you'd say, you know what? If I got rid of this, I'd have a lot more time. Maybe you give that and you say, Lord, I'm going to pray instead. And for 21 days, I cannot do that thing. And I'm going to pray. I'm going to give myself. Maybe you say, I've never really prayed besides a flare prayer. Lord, help. Lord, make it happen. And today you'd say, I'm going I'm to take 15 minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes a day for the next 21 days. So I don't even know what I would say. Sit in the presence of Jesus. Just tell him what you're thinking. Tell him what's coming. You can get some help. You can look at a book like this, but then just be with him. I know God will speak in some way. I know he'll show himself. Church, we're going to start it off right in 2023. Saying, Lord, change my life. We want to be a change agent to see the power of God all over Columbus and all over the world. 
But Lord, first start right here. Jesus fasted 40 days. Jesus would get alone and fast, or pray all night long. Jesus would spend time in church when we spend time. I can guarantee you that you experience his power in ways that you just simply cannot experience until we spend time with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I guarantee you if there's sin, I, I mentioned as one, if there's a sin in your life, fast and pray and believe that God will give you deliverance and freedom. And I believe God will meet you. He'll answer you. But are we serious enough to say, Lord, what your word would speak, what the truth of your word would speak, I'm in and I care enough to see changed lives here and beyond that, Lord, I'm even going to give up food or I'm going to give up that thing. I'm going to fast and I'm going to focus and I'm going to pray. I'm going to come to Tuesday or Tuesday morning or Tuesday night. I'm going to come to Wednesday. I'm going to come to a, a worship and prayer and I'm going to, but personally, I'm going to find a place. I'm going to find a time. I'm going to find what I'm doing. I'm going to pray. Today, I pray that God would encourage you. And in fact, it's not a prerequisite. You don't have to do it to pray. But on our website, if you go to radiant.family and you go to the, there's two lines at the top, and you go to the prayer and care tab, there's 21 days of prayer and, or I'm sorry, actually just on the front page. You just go down to the bottom to the 21 days prayer and fasting. And I'm going to ask you if you would let us know that you're with us. Would you sign up? It, it tells us right on there. You can say you're going to pray with us. You're going to up your level. You can join in in that registration. Or you can say, I'm going to fast. And the reason I want to know is because I want to encourage you. I want to bless you. I want to be praying for you. That over this next 21 days, that you take a step in Jesus. And as you do, that God moves. That he shows up. And so I want to ask you, if you would go, if you would sign up this morning. You can sign up while we sing this song. Uh, you can sign up today. I want to be able to join with you. And if you're with us, you say, we're going to pray. We're going to fast. We're going to believe that more people are going to come to know Jesus. Then let us know so we can join together. Radiant.family, go to the 21 days of prayer and fasting. Register right there. God is good. As we close this morning, we're going to give him a few more minutes. We're going to offer him ourselves one more time. And I want to encourage that we make this place a place of prayer. Maybe that you come to an altar. You come find a spot. Maybe uh, at prayer meetings, I love to walk. I love to get out. You can walk down the side. You can just sit where you are. You can stand. You can kneel. Whatever it is this morning. But could we worship him for five more minutes or however long this song goes? Could we pray and ask him, Lord, commit ourselves. Lord, I'm going to give you myself even more. I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. I'm going to believe. Start to give him, Lord, these are things that I would love to see different in my life. Is there sin in your life? Would you ask him, Lord, I repent. And Lord, would you help me not just walk in this sin, but Lord, would you help me give it to you? Pure, holy, blameless. God, that's who you've called me to be, so I'm going to give you it. Start to ask him. Maybe you're believing for a miracle. Start to ask him, Lord, I'm going to pray, I'm going to fast, and I'm believing for you to move. I'm believing for healing or a touch. I'm believing my marriage will look different than it did yesterday in 21 days. Whatever it might be, would you pray and believe today that God will show up? If we could all over the room, if we could stand or find a, a place of prayer this morning, I'm going to pray. We're going to worship. We're going to give him uh, the, this next few minutes as a start for what he's going to do. So, Lord, we are thankful Lord, you are so good. You are so good. We give you all the glory, all the praise. 
We worship you today. And Lord, we ask you that this next 21 days as we focus on you isn't just like the last 21. That our prayer life isn't just like it was last January 1st through, tw- through 21st or 2nd. But Lord, that we would look different. We would talk different. We would act different, Lord. That everything about us would be different because we give you it all. And because you speak to us. In fact, we got to dedicate Tasher just a little bit ago. And Lord, we dedicate ourselves to you. We dedicate ourselves to hearing you. We dedicate ourselves, Lord, to worship and to the word and to activating, Lord, that you would move us, Holy Spirit, into our communities and that one more person would experience your presence. Lord, we want our lives changed. And Lord, we want to see the world around us changed with the message of the gospel. And Lord, we're serious enough to even give up food for some meals or some days. Lord, to give up maybe social media or something else that, Lord, has been distracting us. Lord, we're willing to get rid of things so that, Lord, we can hear you and there would not be distractions in our life any longer. Lord, we need you. So we ask you to do it. Turn our hearts. And Lord, I pray that even now, those that are beginning to pray, those that are beginning to ask, Lord, forgive me. Lord, make me new. Lord, take anxiety away. Lord, would you let my family member come to know you? Lord, will you take this disease? Lord, would you bring this healing? Whatever it might be today, God, we ask you, Lord, to begin that work. We're serious today. We commit ourselves to you. So Holy Spirit, begin to move in this place. Begin to give a new power. Begin to give a new just love for you, God, that sees all the other stuff washed away. And Lord, would you give us a belief in our heart that when you said to do greater things, God, you weren't just talking, but you you meant it. Lord, and we are going to stand on your word. And Lord, we're going to ask you, God, to use us in ways we've never experienced before. We're going to ask you to show yourself mighty and powerful and faithful and true. And Lord, you are all those things. So all we have to do is let you walk in. And Lord, you are, and you do those things. So Lord, that's what we need today. Lord, we worship you. We praise you as we give you worship, as we sing, as we continue to pray. Lord, continue to seal this in our heart. Lord, we love you. We want a real encounter with our good heavenly Father. And we thank you that you are that father. You're so good, Jesus. Lord, we pray and we commit ourselves to say, Lord, we will spend more time in your presence. We will spend more time with you. And Lord, I pray that your people, Lord, will experience you, will hear you. Lord, that there'll be new blessing. There'll be things that, that's not why we do stuff, but when we get in your presence, things happen. God, and I pray that each person in this room would experience you in that way, Lord, in a real way, in an intimate way. And Lord, their life would simply look different, that we'd all look different because we've been with you. Real encounters with our good heavenly Father. Lord, you change everything. You change our life and you change our world. You change the lives of family members and those around us. And God, we need you. Lord, we commit to praying. We commit to fasting. We commit to giving you all. Lord, we need you. We love you. Lord, you are good. You are good. You are good. And we desire you. We desire you and need you, Jesus. Come on, church. Our God is good. He's so good. I want to encourage you. Walk in him. Know him. Experience him. Let him change your life. And let's give him just the start, 21 days. We can keep going after that. But let's give him 21 days. 
And watch what he does. Watch how he moves. Let the word become what's the most important thing in your life. And church, we're going to experience him in a new way to a new level. Love you all. Thank you so much for being here, for being in the house of God together. That We make that up. And let's take him. Let's be activated to go and share the goodness of God with the people around you. Let's make a difference in Dublin and Columbus and the surrounding areas because you walk there. There's no secular place where you go. You take Jesus. You take the power of God. And let's see what he just might do through a bunch of people from Dublin and the surrounding areas to see one more person come to know him. Love you all. Pray 2023 is blessed. I want to encourage you, speak life over this year. Don't speak death over your year, but God is good. He's moving and he, something good's going to happen. If you're struggling, something good. There's breakthrough coming for you. Go all in with Jesus and he's going to show up. He's going to move. There's nothing like it. He's so, so good. So I'm going to have the worship team sing that one more time as we head out this morning. But we love you and just want to say, be careful what you watch. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you talk about. Savor the presence of Jesus. We'll see you Tuesday morning.